Hello listeners, Kathy Lawless, Life Story Curator, bringing you this podcast series, How Did I Get Here? A series of interviews designed for people just starting out in their careers, or those who may be in transition or possibly feeling stuck, and giving them access to the stories of people who have been there and done that, so that they might be inspired with some new ideas forward. Or maybe just comforted knowing that they're not alone. Everybody starts somewhere and everybody goes through periods of time of being in transition and being stuck. This week is another milestone, episode 50. Woohoo! So I'll be reflecting and highlighting on the last nine interviews, episodes 41 through 49. So let's do a little recap just in general. So to date, I have interviewed 59 people, 59, and published 49 of those interviews. So I've still got 10 amazing interviews in the can that I can't wait to get to. But I do love doing these reflections because it's just so amazing for me, not only when I edit the interviews after doing them, but to go back then again and reflect on what were the insights and the wisdom. It's just, it's just what I love to do. Uh, so uh, I always like to add a fun fact about how many people knew what they wanted to be when they were young. And it, of this category of nine, or of this group of nine interviews, four out of the nine knew at a very young age what they wanted to be, and then they went and did it, which is pretty amazing. Because when you think of all 59 interviews that I've done, only 15 of the whole 59 knew at a young age what they wanted to be and then went and did it. I kind of another fun fact is of those four for this last nine interviews uh, that went and did what they wanted to do when they were young, only one is still doing what they wanted to do when they started out. So it is very interesting how people's journeys and careers evolve and morph over the years. But I think another message here is if you don't know exactly what you want, don't worry about it. That's what life is and what this journey is all about is figuring it out as we go. Okay, so let's get to the stories. I'm going to recap each of the nine stories, highlighting the characteristics, the strengths, the aha moments, and the words of wisdom. And then I'm gonna pause for a bit and then ask uh, some questions to help listeners then think about maybe how to apply that insight and that wisdom to their lives or to their career. So this might be really helpful if you're feeling stuck or in transition or maybe just want a little extra boost for your career. Starting episode 41, Trip Gebhardt multi-generational wealth planner. In this story, you find out how growing up in a multi-generational wealthy family shapes his perception of the world and his self-worth. As he reaches adulthood, he finds himself feeling lost and not quite sure how he fits in. After blowing through his trust fund and a handful of jobs, he's desperate for structure and knows he needs to change. By reaching out and asking for help, he finds a sponsor who becomes that positive role model for turning his life around. Which is a practice he continues today, surrounding himself with positive role models. Tripp explains that I am the sum of my mentors. That's how I create my value system and how I can serve others in an authentic way. I love those words of wisdom about surrounding yourself with positive people. And it reminded me of Jim Rohn, who is a motivational speaker and author, and who's famous for the term, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Which, you know, when you start thinking about it, who are those five, those top five that you spend the most time with? 
So, so who are you hanging around with? Who's your top five? Are they positive people? Are they negative people? Are they more successful than you? Are they less successful than you? Do they share your same values and ethics? Do they challenge you to learn and grow? You've probably heard the term find your tribe. And well, this is basically what it is, is over time you find your tribe. You find that, that group that helps make you a better person. So you wanna find those people that lift you up and don't hold you back. Episode 42, David D. Camillus. Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Platte River Networks. His is a journey about starting over multiple times, taking risks and playing big. He's had four different careers, each in a different industry. Many of us have had multiple careers, but not necessarily always in a different industry. That's pretty amazing. A common theme for David is relating to people, which is how he views sales and marketing. Marketing just comes easy to him. He says it just makes sense. When you find good companies, you need to get the word out about them. He's resilient and resourceful. His words of wisdom, be willing to take risks, especially when you're young. Don't worry so much about what you're studying. It's the experiences and the taking risks that lead to learning. Mmm, mmm, very good words of wisdom there. When I look back on my career and on my life, I do see a pattern of overthinking things, which is what got me stuck in a lot of ways. I would get an idea or a thought or want to take action on something, but then I would get stopped and I would get stuck. Uh, I would be thinking it through too much about all the, the consequences, the what ifs or the hows or how is this going to look or should I be doing this? And obviously that took me into inaction. So I don't think I had that high risk-taking gene like David had. Uh, but what I have found that has worked for me that gets me out of that overthinking mentality is um, just recently I took a leadership class. And in that leadership class, you know, they have homework and you have to do activities, which is actually how I started this podcast. I had the idea and I wanted to be doing it, but I just hadn't started it. But in the class, my homework was to create a project or launch a project that touched anywhere from 20 to 200 people. Well, this podcast was the, the perfect project for that. Uh, and so I moved forward with it. So sometimes you can take a class and then big things can come out of it. Or other things I've done is I've joined groups. Uh, I'm in a peer advisory group, which helps me work on, on my business, not in my business. And within that group then, I get a lot of energy, I get ideas, I get encouragement, I get accountability partners, and so it gets me in action. Okay, episode 43, Skylar Del Sol, professional volleyball player and master coach. His is one of the rare stories of, know, of knowing what he wanted to be at a very young age and then doing it. And he's still doing it, very exciting. He's self-educated, self-built, and he's working hard to build a foundation of knowledge in order to build a tower of greatness. He's all about giving 100% effort in all aspects of his life. A work ethic that was inspired by his dad. When faced with challenges, Skylar turns fear into fight, working hard to get the best result. His words of wisdom, if you don't work hard, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to fail before you even try. Work hard, be a good person, get the best result you possibly can. What great words of wisdom, and especially from such a young person. Question here, how do you deal with fear? 
Do you place yourself in high-stake situations to stretch yourself? Or do you avoid high-stake situations? Obviously, competing at a professional level is a high-stake situation. But there's other things that you can do. Not all of us are professional athletes, obviously. But sometimes speaking up in a meeting when you haven't done so in the past can be a high-stake situation. Or maybe it's a highly charged situation and speaking up would you know, be outside your comfort zone, but it might be necessary for the situation. Volunteering for a special project, offering to lead a team, negotiating or maybe renegotiating your salary, all high-stake situations. Sometimes you might find that you just take a little step in the direction of a high-stake situation. And next thing you know, you're, those high stakes maybe are turning into normal stakes and you're getting more and more comfortable stepping out there. Episode 44, Diane Zile, CEO and founder of Jera Partnerships, LLC. Hers is a journey with a leadership theme starting back as early as the fourth grade. She attributes a great deal of her success to the feedback she received at important times in her life. She's extremely grateful for the leaders who had the courage to give her that feedback. She's got a wonderful story about people pulling her aside in high stakes situations and really important times in her life and giving her feedback. She also talks about how fortunate she is to have worked in organizations and with leaders way ahead of the times in understanding people strategy versus business strategy. Diane's lessons learned. Every leader has a shelf life. Hers is five years. It's important to know what yours is. Doesn't mean you have to leave the organization, just maybe reinvent yourself or maybe reinvent and, or find a new role. Talk to your manager about what's going on with you. Have the courage and confidence to try new roles. Don't worry about failing. You'll live to tell a great story. I love that. It's all about the story. <laughs> this notion of leaders having a shelf life reminded me of a time when I had a boss who came in and she was very clear about only planning to be my boss or in that role for 12 to 18 months, which was very interesting to me. And I don't know what I was thinking that she would wanna be there for forever, but um, she was very clear about being in the role for 12 to 18 months, that her goal was to come in, identify the priorities, which one she already knew was to build an infrastructure to carry the organization forward without her. So that's what we talked about. Well, what was the right organization? What was the right structure of the people? The, the way the services and delivery worked? And then she was gonna be on her way, which is exactly what happened. And she was on her way because she had another goal, which was she wanted to be the chief operating officer and or general manager at some point. So what she was looking for were roles and experience in a variety of disciplines within the company. So she'd already been on the finance and accounting space. Now she was moving into client services. She had been in, also in operations. Actually, that was her next move was operations, getting exposure to sales and marketing. Um, so she was gaining all this exposure, again, that would build her into, um, the, you know, build the skills needed to be a chief operating officer. So if you're feeling stuck, maybe it's a sign that you've hit yourself life. As Diane says, it doesn't mean that you have to leave, but maybe you need to reinvent yourself or maybe you need to volunteer for a special project or reinvent your role in some way. And hopefully you've got a boss that you can talk to about this and talk through options and opportunities. Episode 45, Adam Kemper, Client Acquisition Manager at Plum Marketing. 
He starts his career journey doing what he thinks he should do, calling it the I have to chapter, and then ultimately referring to it as the Dark Ages. A pivotal moment for Adam is during a time of transition where he purposefully takes seven months off to decompress and play. He really needed to totally step away. And by doing so, he was able to re-embrace the value that he was bringing to the world. And then he also started asking different questions of himself. Questions like, what makes me happy? What do I like? What's fun? What do I, self, what do I see myself enjoying? He ultimately takes a leap of faith that's aligned with his integrity and he finds new opportunities. So he's no longer in that, what should I do? It's what do I want to be doing? And he finds a passion for sales and marketing. And, and how he views sales and marketing is by helping customers understand their customers better. So that's really the mindset that he goes into it with. Adam's words of wisdom, if you're not nervous about the choices you're making, you're probably playing it too safe. Question you could ask yourself. Do you find yourself thinking of terms of what you should be doing versus maybe what you really want to be doing? I got into this shooting when I was in transition. I was looking at roles that I thought were that next level up, that this was what I should look be looking at next. It's the next logical step for me, it's the stretch. What would be an important enough role for me to be my next role? Um, I, you know, I was really in my whole head about this. And then there was a point where, and I don't even know how, but I started recognizing that I needed to let all of that go and really start thinking about what did I really want? And then that's how I ultimately started my own business. I remember a conversation with my husband's niece. She had just graduated from Princeton. So we were celebrating the graduation, obviously, and I was talking to her about how exciting it was, a new future, she had all these things, she could opportunities she could take and all these different paths she can go and how exciting that must be that at her age to just be starting fresh. And then I realized that's not how I was thinking for me. And why wasn't I thinking that for me? Why couldn't I be starting fresh? Why couldn't I be doing exactly what I wanted to be doing? So it was a real powerful moment and real, real mind shift. Episode 46, Suzanne Mitchell, president of Zamar Screen Printing Incorporated. Her dream is to be a stay-at-home mom, but all that changes when she and her husband decide to start their own printing company. And they decided to do this because the printing company he was working for had a fire and burned. And the current owner decided he wasn't going to rebuild or restart the business over. But they decided to start their own business. She tapped into her natural gatherer of people and leadership gifts. And she discovers she has an entrepreneurial spirit that fuels her and provide and then provides that flexible schedule for her to homeschool her two boys. So in a way she gets to be a bit of a stay home mom, but stay home teacher. And she gets to be an entrepreneur and president of her own company. She finds her way by doing, trying new things, leveraging resources and adjusting as she goes. So while college wasn't for her, She's big on education, huge. She's into business coaches, seminars, and finding resources when needed and asking people she admires for help. Suzanne's words of wisdom. 
Ask for help when you're struggling with something. It's not a sign of weakness or failure, it's learning. People want to help. So if you admire someone for any reason, ask them for their thoughts. During her interview, Suzanne talks quite a bit about relying on her inner knowing and knowing what to do, when to do, what's the right decision, etc. So it's interesting that her words of wisdom would be to ask other people for help. But I see how she uses both. Uh, you know, she asks experts, she finds resources. She, when she's struggling with something, she's looking for multiple perspectives, etc. But then the inner knowing is, you know, kind of taking that, digesting it, and then coming up with what is the decision that she knows is right. It's funny, I heard a decision-making trick once, uh, what, and you know, it's not, not brand new, but it's called, it was about flipping a coin. And I know you're thinking, wait a minute, I'm gonna use the, the flip of a coin to decide a big decision, but really it's the reaction you have to what the flipping of the coin tells you. So if you flip the coin and heads was one way, and your first thought is, oh no, then you know that that's not the right way. If, you're, if you flip the coin and say it's tails, and you're super excited about that, you're like, oh, I was hoping for that one, then you know that's the right decision. So flipping a coin can make the difference. Episode 47, Fallon Velez, CEO and founder of TeachGeek. As a kid, her dream is to be an actor, a director, or an anthropologist, you know. <laughs> At age 18, she moves to LA and Hollywood and discovers how hard it is to get the roles that she wants. She does get roles, but not getting exactly the ones that she wants. Then she finds that she enjoys the production and the editing side. After six years, though, she decides to pursue the anthropology degree. As a young person, she was a gamer, a self-described geek, and always playing with and fixing technology and electronics. But she didn't see this technology as a career or her knowledge of it uh, as a gift. It was just a hobby to her. But once she gets the anthropology degree, she is fascinated about how technology is changing human behavior. So now she sees how she can combine technology and anthropology. At the time she was working at Apple at the Genius Bar, so she gets certified in Apple, she gets certified in Windows, and then becomes a technology consultant and then ultimately starts her own business, Teach Geek and Teach Geek Academy. She's now an inspiration and a role model for young girls and women in the technology space. The first time I met Fallon and learned about her business and that she was a gamer at a young age, I just jumped to the conclusion that it was natural that she would take her technology, her gaming, as a young person and turn that into a business. But I was quite surprised when I was interviewing her to learn that she didn't really see her technology as a career. Uh, it was just something that she did, it was a hobby. Um, so, and, and it wasn't until someone else suggested it that she then pursued it and um, ended up turning it into a business. So it's funny how sometimes those gifts or those hobbies, uh, we don't see it, but other people can see it. So a question to ask yourself, do you have a hobby or expertise that others rely on you for? Maybe that's a new direction for you. Episode 48, Gayla Wick, love relationship coach and author. Gayla had a strong sense of justice at an early age. And she knew by the age of eight that she wanted to be a police officer or a detective. And then she did it. 
She became the first female police officer for the Concord Police Department. She then finds herself in corporate security managing guns, gates, and guards for 25 years. But then two pivotal events totally change her life. Summoning the courage to get a divorce and then being invited to leave her corporate job. Both of these events then send her down a spiritual journey, which is what ended up changing her life. She learns you can't change anyone else and happiness is actually a choice. A big aha moment for Gayla was realizing that her happiness was up to her. She embraces her happiness, embraces her health, changes her energy about life, and all of this opens the door for new opportunities. And this is where she finds the love of her life and finds her new work that she's meant to do, helping women find love. Caleb's words of wisdom, which relate to the laws of attraction and are also kind of the question or the insight that I'd like you to consider, are the following. If you sincerely dislike your job and want to make a change, stop thinking negatively about it. Find something positive to like about it. Send positive energy to it. Send positive energy out into the universe. My new job is coming to me. Great words, Gayla. Episode 49, Danny Chacon, master trainer in the field of martial arts and professional athlete. As a youngster, he wants to be a nurse or doctor, but without the financial means to do so, he kind of shifts his focus over to business. But then that route is interrupted when he discovers the martial arts. Something that starts as an invitation from a friend to join him at his karate class turns into a lifelong journey of training, discipline, and then competing on world stages. Two themes that stand out in Danny's life. I'm either all in or all out, and big risk, big reward. His words of wisdom, the rougher the water, the more glorious the travel. We're all in this together and we're all doing our best. We have to have patience with ourselves and patience with one another. I love that. And I love how open-minded he was at a young age to try karate with his friend, uh, especially since he wasn't into sports, didn't consider himself an athlete, and he easily could have just said, it's not my thing. But then he went and he did it and he ended up loving it and it changed his life in a very positive way. Some questions to consider. Are you being open-minded to new opportunities? Are you thinking about what you should be doing versus what you really want to be doing? Are you trusting your inner knowing or playing it safe? Sometimes it's a tricky line. And are you attracting positive things and positive, positive people in your life? That's a pretty in-depth look at these last nine interviews, a good chunk of wisdom and insight. I love looking back on these interviews and I hope you enjoy them too. Maybe you listened to all nine and found this episode to be a great reminder of some of the nuggets that you captured the first time when you listened, or maybe you learned some new nuggets. Or maybe you haven't listened to these yet and you're gonna go back now and pick out one or two that you want to, to listen to, or I would encourage you to listen to all nine. They're amazing, fascinating stories. My goal for these interviews is to help people who are just starting out in transition or stuck 
giving them access to the stories and lessons learned from people who have already been there. Giving them the opportunity to learn and grow from the insight, wisdom, and experience of others. If you like this podcast, please subscribe below and then you'll be alerted to new podcasts as they're posted. Or if you have any questions, you can post them on my website, lifestorycurator.com. On that note, stay safe, stay well, have a great day, and let the storytelling begin.